0: I
1: don't hear music. Oh, he he played well, it a second the, ago. The, the our the intro is, oh. I just heard a
2: free hub. Yeah. 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 Oh. Our <laughs> intro is you, Kyle? It's my it's my dirt jumper in our basement.
3: <laughs> well I well I know I know the sound of the cassette is but the music? no oh, that layered. I,
2: th- I thought that was no the music is royalty free music from Envato Elements oh, I, really <laughs> I thought Brian was saying you made Love that them. music best 33 bucks a month I've ever spent <laughs> every month I, I do the full yearly thing smart like cause I've had it for two years 300, 300 bucks never remember. From like <laughs> hello 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 was that good? I sure. suppose I could so far so good
1: yeah, everything looks pretty good I'm glad we spent hours doing it one day My my um, levels
2: were good too well, you can
1: talk right here? Okay. recite the alphabet please.
3: A B C D E P R. That's not nice. the
1: melody too, A-A please. Come
2: on. Come on. It's in <laughs> it's in
1: the key of C. Come on hello. Do I sound
4: okay? Does that sound good?
1: Right. The one thing is with the condenser mics, is if you really feel like you're gonna crack up, <laughs> lean back. Okay. <laughs> if this shit gets so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd say this Brian's good. Just give me
4: Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Pedal Progressions <coughs> podcast. Pretty good, I would
1: say. That's the other branded microphone. The $25 Facebook Marketplace porch microphone.
4: Let's go is it shitty or is it good one
1: it's, it just find smells if you get too close to it it was oh, brand new i like I, I unboxed I was gonna it. start like it's under my pile of boxes <laughs> i made for the camera <laughs> our windscreen here is just so you don't smell <laughs> it so. So I don't
4: smell <laughs> <laughs> start sparking i guess we're good
2: you guys are
1: professionals oh. so we don't need
2: to explain things to you okay i mean you guys want to just get going with it yeah, yeah. 90, 90 okay. hey guys welcome back this is the Pedal progressions podcast we've got two new guests with us today Brian Yo, Davis and Larry Lynch, welcome. Glad you guys could make it. I'm sorry I'm late. It's no
4: worries, man. We were just waiting outside. You know what? No in the cold one would have you. known
2: you're late either, but you're you're self confessing. Well, <laughs> shit. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the part about being an utter. You can just take that shit right out of there.
1: <laughs> Kyle's already on the swear train after well, we just talked about how we haven't sworn before. <laughs> I thought we were
2: all in agreement that we were just going to cuss it up and just roll with it. So <laughs> no. I let her go. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Great. Now we start off the episode with a Kellen question and I really want to have like music that's like Kellen question. So you got a question for us?
3: Yeah, you need to work on that intro music first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Oh they
4: did well.
3: (laughs) So my question today is I was thinking about something impressive that Brian has done and it's with your Strava workouts recorded, you've went multiple years of not missing a single day for strava you've recorded an activity every day for a couple of years haven't you
4: three years three years that's and a month and a day that's two a days now
3: but who's counting, <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> that's a long time not to miss workout every day
4: but workout
3: quotes yeah <laughs>
4: yeah sometimes they weren't it was some like some sort of physical activity i no. thought it was pretty cool to, to do that yeah, but it's,
3: it's pretty impressive
4: i am not doing that again
2: <laughs> so you stopped i i will <laughs> oh, but
4: now okay. i can't it's hard not to. i know well, I to say, if it
2: must be you must be it's legit. Still going with it.
4: yes like i'm not like gonna record like weight training or shit like that it's like actually like, outdoor movement or if zwift automatically uploads my terrible performance then we'll do that
2: now are we talking like log chopping what kind of outdoor movement uh, wherever my gps
4: says that my body has transported a distance
2: okay what are some
0: of the obscure ones because i know there's some real funny ones there's some funny ones uh
4: (laughs) i did record my first like crutching that was cool (laughs) Uh, some stretching i think i strava walking down the aisle um beautiful and that was cool the heart rate was up there also the proposal (laughs) the heart rate was up there
1: did you um, have a heart rate monitor on for that?
4: Well, it's the watch. It <laughs> oh, does everything. Smart watches. watches.
1: I know you have a kid
3: on the way. Did you strap of that?
4: Uh, well, <laughs> <Which part>? <laughs> that <laughs> make the heart rate we're go. We're due. A- we're due April 11, and uh, you can go back nine months from there and see what activity was was nine months ago. <laughs> was it outside do you leave, leave, the, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, leave well i'll leave we'll let the audience figure that out so Calum, what was well, your actual question question? <laughs> yeah
3: my question was what does everyone use the the track the rides or their fitness in that and do you use more in strava or something else you like i know brian uses a couple of things to track his ride uh, for me personally i'm i'm a garmin guy i always use my garmin it automatically uploads the strava from that i i got a digital scale that jump on it, it goes right to garmin so i can see my weight my rides and all that and that's that's my go-to uh, i also use it for work and i actually get a discount on my health insurance because it shows <laughs> i'm doing healthy activities so my health insurance that's is badass. it's cheaper because i use garmin wow but what
0: are you using larry are you uh, a strava guy i moved to just the built-in apple watch and then strava nothing special Nope. Hey
4: Larry, you piss me the fuck off every day when I'm Sorry. at work, <laughs> and I have. We're still like connected with the Apple Watch, the Rings, and it's always like Larry completed a workout at like twelve thirty, and I'm in the middle of like a session doing ABA with a kid who's freaking out, and I'm like,
0: "Fucking Larry's playing pickleball this past hour." <laughs> yeah, I and like to probably sleep. crushing like three thousand calories. It's
4: a lot. I'm yeah. like, he played for a
0: long time too. I'm just like, Good for Larry. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only exercise I'm getting.
2: <laughs> like the health insurance thing, we used to do that too, in which everybody that wanted to take part in the benefit package or whatever, we all had to have smart watches. So we did this thing where you could buy an apple watch but then like walk it off. So the more you walked, the less the watch cost you in the end of the day or whatever. I don't know. I had bought my wife an Apple Watch three years prior and she never really used it, so I ended up using that to do Uh, Like fitness stuff, you know, where it's tracking miles, like running primarily was what I was doing. Before that, I would always use Map My Ride. And then I heard about Strava and then I started using Strava. And this is back in like 2016 or whatever. But then like I stopped using Strava once I started riding with these guys because it wasn't necessarily cross-country miles anymore. It was just jumps. Uh, flow trails, that kind of stuff. So I don't even use Strava anymore. I think what I use now is the Under Armour app because my work uses it to do other fitness challenges. Uh-huh. So I think it's called Map My Map My Run, but it's the Under Armour thing. So I kind of use that. I and didn't con- even know that. Existed. I didn't either. Yeah. I kind of thought you were making a joke. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I use the Spaghettios app. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, I legit think I can check my phone real quick. It's probably no, you can cool. hear some some fabrics, but it is the map my run sponsored by under armor i don't know the logo has the yeah, uh, under armor app in it that's it <clears throat> anyway so yeah my work uses that that's pretty much the only app i use for tracking distances but lately it's just uh zwift and then you take a picture of the screen and just copy it over to map my run or whatever
1: <laughs> what about
2: you brian strava just strava
4: just strava but i use it from everything is like recorded from the apple watch which is cool so it just like two clicks and then it uploads so then you're done
3: that is nice to have the kind of cross-app work together. Like I, everything I use for Garmin, but the Garmin actually uploaded Strava too, so I really don't do yeah. anything. It does it automatically for you, which is, is nice.
4: Now, Wahoo is its own brand, right? Yes, yes. Garmin is its own brand. Yes. Is there another tracking device brand?
1: I, there's a lot of options. Under Armour. <laughs> well, that, so misunderstood. SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah, you
2: had said what? device garmin that's what you use yeah use garmin. okay so i guess i would say I use my iphone to track most iPhone. Of my
4: stuff. yeah yeah so i guess phone there's yeah iphone and then you've got i, know, I feel like it's, it's either some variation of a garmin or like a wahoo tracks all your shit
1: i'm a loser what do you
4: use Uh-oh. you got a bike computer
1: well i have the same garmin kellen has i Was bought this? three of them because i <laughs> may or may not have left them on the back of my car and driven away a couple times if you find one on the road, Brian's looking for it. There's one at Bass River. Someone's got a Garmin 830 that's...
4: Why did you go to Bass River in the first place? Because I'm from Grand Haven.
1: It's my home trail.
4: So I I rode there for the first time. Did I even tell you? No. And the whole time I was just waiting for a river. (laughs) There's not a river.
1: It's along the Grand River. (laughs) It's literally...
4: But it's not anywhere near the trail. You have to leave the trail and get on the, the two track. That's to funny. find the river, anyways, it's you can true. almost
2: see it from we where you park. There's what he said. There's no bridge that you cross over. No, that's the there's whole no, time. There's I'm no, like, no creek. There's no crick, There's no water that you see. It's just twists and turns. I love that trail, by the way. Even though it's there's no water hazards. <laughs> 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 I do like that trail though. It's I rode it every it's day. In twisty high school. and
1: fun. But anyways, so yeah, I use a Garmin or three. The same one Callen has and then also I use my SRAM access app that records my shifts mm. which I actually am pretty entertained by Zwift uh Strava on my phone because I do a lot of CrossFit stuff I've been trying to figure out how to do it on Strava because it has a plugin for it and I turn it on and then as soon as my phone screen goes off it stops recording So I'll do an hour and 15 minutes at the gym, and it'll be like, five-minute CrossFit workout. (laughs) So I just kind of stopped doing it. (laughs) Like, oh, sweet, bro. you can't post that. Everyone's like, why, this guy got bored? I get more likes on those than I do on my, like, (laughs) 75-mile ride from Zwift. You also had, like, a Charity Mile thing you used to use, didn't you, Brian? Yeah, there's also an app called Charity Miles that you can, like, run in as a parallel to the other apps. And it actually donates money per mile I don't know where the money comes from. It comes from big corporations, I guess, that feel guilty about stuff. But you can pick the charity that it goes to. Like, I used to always ride with it on for Autism Speaks.
2: I thought Brian was going to start by saying he was a good candidate for, like, Neuralink, and that's how I record my miles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to know what
2: else is out there that maybe isn't necessarily a smartwatch. I guess it's something smaller. I don't know. I've seen, like, the Garmin. Have seen the
1: rings? They got rings? Or That's the, the kind rings, of stuff yeah. I'm talking
2: about. Or rings? Yeah, those ones. That would be sweet. I would do a ring mm-hmm. if it was silicon or whatever.
1: So the the main uh, draw of having Brian and Larry here is they started a podcast called Local Roots. Mm-hmm. Stuck with it weekly. Never missed an episode. <laughs>
4: Not a single one.
1: That's exactly how that went. But it's part of the reason that we do this podcast, because it was the first like super not serious mountain biking podcast that I had heard where it's just not interview question question. How's your racing? Blah, blah, blah. It was more about. The fun of riding and the people that are involved in it and the reason that we all kind of started mountain biking. So thank you guys for showing me that just some random dudes could start a podcast in the basement (laughs) and have fun with it.
4: (laughs) It's really just one random dude started a podcast and then asked his buddy if he would talk on it.
1: But, uh... You guys had some pretty awesome guests on your podcast over the years. What's your favorite episodes that you guys have done? Like if you had to narrow it down to like three each, I'm sure there's overlap three in there. Each. I'll just go the one that was like
0: one of the most exciting was, and it wasn't even maybe like a good episode, but I just started reaching out to like random YouTubers that were in the mountain bike scene. And you remember Bobo? Bobo, biking yeah. with Bobo. <laughs> that was and a good one. It was just because, like, whoa, someone with 20,000 subscribers said, yes, they'd come on our podcast. They must have looked that we don't have any listeners. <laughs> and it was just, like, that spark that kind of like, oh, it's kind of easy to get guests if you just put the work in and, and do it. And then that kind of, like, I, I, that's why that one sticks out a lot. Um, Brian, you go next. Um
4: <laughs> alexi Vermulen was super cool um for a local rider for him to get on that was dope because he just like talked to us it looked like he talked to us like post-ride he just like sat down <laughs> but he was in like like some like beautiful wood cabin in colorado probably <laughs> and he just like talked to us for an hour and he's like all right dudes i'll uh, i'll see you later and that was cool because i saw him after an iceman race actually at kilkenny's and we were both pretty tuned in. And he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, you're a podcast guy. I was like, ah, yes. Great. Well, that was cool. Um, and then
0: i think obviously the one we're both thinking of is the gary fisher episode
4: that to me was the like the biggest like whoa also uh gary's a weird dude i was gonna say just don't <laughs> listen to
0: it <laughs> gary how's your book well my
4: grandson started <laughs> liking
0: trains or something I don't yeah know. i forget whatever the question is but it just turned into him going into like a 15 minute like rambling of kind of nothing but at the same
1: time it's gary fisher so you're just sitting there like all right whatever you want (laughs) to say my man i got stuck at the embo world summit he was sitting by himself at a table (laughs) nobody wanted to sit with him so all the west michigan mountain biking gary's never
4: by himself with all the drugs he's on. yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) all the west michigan mountain biking allies we all like well that's gary fisher let's sit with him (laughs) Maybe 20 minutes into the dinner, we're all like, you know why he was alone? <laughs> he is probably one of the most influential people ever to the sport. All modern geometry is based on his brainchild mm-hmm. of Genesis geometry and starting mountain biking with all those other guys
0: yeah and the book he was promoting i think we both got a copy and i still love it it's like mostly just like cool pictures of like the the genesis of mountain biking essentially it's like a coffee table book but it's like really thick with just tons of like unearthed photos of like back in like the beach cruising days of like going downhill with the beach cruisers and it's awesome the book rules cool yeah
4: he talks a lot about being like a light guy for the dad which was sweet to hear like that in itself is like a crazy story to hear about people that were involved in the dead when they started really involved in that and making bikes so it <laughs> kind of makes sense on the trajectories that his life took my other favorite episode was the joe hurtler episode <laughs> that like just in my heart i
0: was fanboying the whole time and it was awesome they're one of the, like our favorite bands from college They have you guys heard of joe hurtler i yeah. don't
2: know any of their stuff i couldn't name this song but i've heard of them
0: okay they're they're like they're getting bigger now right they are I, yeah i keep seeing they're like promoting all their shows and stuff but they're they were from central michigan where we both went to college and they just put on these like groovy shows they were like just fun it was just like upbeat psychedelic folk pop i don't even know what to call that's it that's an excellent description yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i don't know we just loved going to their shows and then they he agreed to come on and i don't know i think we were that was the only one we were both i think like really nervous for it too i was <laughs> super nervous
4: yeah yeah, I think I was nervous for the Gary one too until like the second word came out of his mouth, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, we're good. <laughs> we're not going to be able to talk much on this one." And that was fine, and it, great content from uh, from Mr. Fisher. Absolutely.
3: So, besides Gary, is there anyone else that was not what you expected when you started interviewing? Like, usually you have an idea of what someone's going to be like, but then they are completely different.
4: Um, we interviewed the brewers for Old Nation. Okay. The head brewer and. I knew they'd, like, be into beer. And then we got really into beer. Like, he got into, like, the chemical structure of why M43 dries your mouth out at the end to, like, make you want another sip. And then he went into, like, how they made that happen. And we are like, whoa.
3: Just <laughs> stuff way over your head. You're like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's
4: really cool. And that's playing. one
0: where,
1: like, we became listeners. While oh, yeah. We're <laughs> like, no, go on. Yeah, please talk more.
4: I'm <laughs> boring you guys. And we're like, no, please, please go. <laughs>
1: What's your uh, origin story into biking and how did you guys roll that into deciding do you want to do a podcast about biking and beer? Go for my
4: it. My origin story <laughs> was that one of my best friends, Larry got into biking because he fouled some of our other best friends that got into biking and it was really Iceman. We all love Iceman and I talk shit about Iceman for it just, I I think we can talk about this maybe on another time, but (laughs) I think it's the sole, like one of the most stressful days that could exist. Like you start at a totally different spot, no matter how early you get there, you're never going to get a spot. You're never going to be on time. It's weather's totally unpredictable. And then you've got to hope that whoever dropped you off is gonna have all your shit at 30 miles away. And then also hope that they can find a parking spot because they can't call you because you're dying in the middle of the woods somewhere. And it, it's a whole thing. Getting um,
1: drinks from my girlfriend.
4: Getting drinks, yeah. I got a beer from Courtney, which was awesome.
3: Yeah, that's, you're talking mid-race beer. It's mid-race just what you beer. need. Yeah.
4: yeah, it was it was good nourishment, you know. Gotta, gotta feel the bones. But yeah so Iceman it was so i know you did Iceman. man you followed tyler and evan up to an event that i don't think i was at and then i went to the one that you raced and i didn't raced. race and i was like and that night i was shopping for mountain bikes
0: we both got into it the exact same way just like a year apart yeah of like you're a full going year to ice i went and partied with them all after and the whole time i just felt guilty it's like yeah <laughs> all these people did this race <laughs> and they're having so much fun i'm having so much fun but imagine how much fun i would feel if i also did the race and then i yeah i bought a bike like a month after probably and the rest is history
4: yeah i think i bought a bike the morning
0: before you and i went to
4: cannonsburg
0: yep i remember you brought one up and i wanted to take you so bad it was probably like this time of year Oh, i remember maybe a month after where like snow melted but it was all ice everywhere <laughs> oh, and, and i just wanted to show brian mountain biking so bad in traverse city and we were out on <laughs> just a futile attempt like we're, <laughs> we're riding like sliding all over the place on our we both had essentially rock hoppers oh, you yeah. know like the mine actually was a rock hopper. yeah <laughs> oh, and mine yeah. was the felt version of a rock <laughs> yeah, hopper yeah. and uh-huh. that's how much we loved it though
4: yeah and then we just kind of just kept going with it i think COVID-ish time? Was the pod... When did we start the pod? 19 or 20? I think, like... (laughs) COVID really, like, got us, like, going with it because you don't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. And we're like, hey, we want to be with friends? And we're like, well, we can be with friends virtually. Well, we could be with friends virtually across the country now.
0: And force other friends (laughs) to listen to it. And force (laughs) us all to listen. (laughs) We're all connected, yeah.
4: So I think that was the kind of big push there. So So it was just
3: just kind of the boredom. I just wanted friends to talk to. And then be like, hey, other people like to listen to us talk is kind of what got you into it.
0: Yeah. Our original description is what I stand by and it was, totally we made, agree. We made the podcast because our wives were sick of, like whenever we'd hang out as a group, all the guys, we'd just talk about mountain bike and beer and stuff and our wives would be like, just sh- shut up. You guys are having the same conversation <laughs> over and over again. So it was a platform for us to get it out of our system in a lot of ways. Just like, let's sit down and talk about all this nerdy stuff that our wives and some of our other friends who don't ride don't give a
1: you guys did uh you guys did a billboard on the s-curve didn't you <laughs>
4: larry did the billboard on the not the s-curve it was was there one on the s-curve
0: you Did you have more than one you yeah. did a couple well we have yeah. a photo in front of one <laughs> i did so i do like digital marketing and i have access to this site where you can just buy digital billboards and it was mostly just to get a picture in front of it like yeah. we didn't we didn't think it like who cared like who's gonna read that and actually go listen but it was fun. I think it made for a good Instagram post. It <laughs> yeah, sure did. Yeah. Did that's I smart. hear you
3: also got an advertisement in the Fifth Third Ballpark? It was right outside it. Oh, it was right outside okay. That was the billboard. Was okay. yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't in, in the park. It was outside it. No. Gotcha. They didn't
0: quite
4: let us do that.
3: Yeah, no.
0: that would have been probably a little more than 50 bucks. I, that's <laughs> what I <say>, Like, 50 <laughs> bucks for that? Like uh, That's a good deal. Yeah, How like, long were the billboards
2: showing your
0: ad? I did it for, like, four hours across, like, a week. Yeah, I don't know. It just like kind of throws it in the rotation. I couldn't tell you the exact numbers,
2: but I see. okay. So yeah, because you never see a bill- an electronic billboard for more than like a few seconds anyway. Yeah, and it's like five cents every time it flashes or something like that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's a smart idea, really. It's like we will just we just need to have it be on for an Instagram picture, and then it lasts yeah. forever. You know, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> just waiting. Just tell yeah. people that we had our spot and- just pay the five
3: cents for the one flash and be like exactly this time. So you're out there <laughs> yeah. with your, we like, were, in your picture.
0: We're, we were like in this no like waiting in front of it like okay take our makers we're our like hands.
4: we were out there for a while yeah we went such to nerds yeah. dude <laughs> people are what the hell are these guys doing there's They're such
1: like, a good uh, photo on instagram no oh, i <laughs> can imagine <laughs> i haven't seen it no yeah. it, it makes you guys look super big time that was the point it was like the we fake it till you time. make it a little yeah. bit yeah <laughs> well and it was like it's a good design the whole like local roots logo is a good design so like well. thanks to envato elements we were praising <laughs> earlier well, there we go.
4: <laughs> In we Africa. also got another guest, um, Ed, from City Built. Just won Brewery of the Year for West Sweet. Michigan. So congrats to you, Ed. Larry and I both became friends with Ed. Kind of. He remembers you now, Larry.
0: <laughs> I'm giving him a hard time. I, I ran into him at Broadleaf, and I was like, uh, we did a podcast together. He's like, yeah. Brian's friend.
1: Oh! <laughs> yeah.
4: so I, I just saw Ed today, and we, I snowboarded with Ed, I think, last weekend just wanted to tell him congrats i know he's listening to this podcast congrats for uh brewery of the year that definitely nice. rules
3: yeah ed's pretty big in the mountain biking scene i know he runs a bunch of like races and not races but he sponsors a lot of stuff uh, i know jeff jacoby does like his hair of the dog race and he sponsors yeah. like gives him a bunch of beer and stuff like that for it and he's he does a lot for the mountain biking community and
4: he does. he's a good guy did you guys do hair of the dog
3: i didn't this year because i had something else going but i've it's the first year i've missed it in a while
4: I did it for the first time this year, and it was cool.
3: Yeah, how big of a group was it this year?
4: I think it was probably Mm -hmm. 200-ish. It was a lot of people. It was was intense.
3: Did the uh, 616 guys roll out with you?
4: I don't think so.
3: They're the all the guys on the PK Rippers doing wheelies and
4: all the tricks stuff like that. The Wheelie Boys were not with us. Okay. No. I wish they were. I would have. They're yeah. they're pretty crazy. I like
1: in the Wheelie stuff. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you guys have kind of uh, split up. Larry kind of went big time. He's got. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a pretty a little, successful a little, YouTube huh? uh, channel, and you started an electric bike store, mm. and you started a pickleball paddle company. That's right. So you want to kind of talk about the evolution of yeah I how can, you kind of got there and like I know you're a little crunched for time, so like kind of talk about uh, get your all company. my boring stuff out of the way. Yeah, definitely well, not boring we <laughs> we want your pickleball paddles. They're awesome. I'll, I'll hook They're it up. Bitchin'. Definitely. So yeah, I'll give you the quick.
0: So I did start a YouTube channel where I was just like talking about electric vehicles, and that led into like a couple e-bike brands sending me bikes to review. So I did that. And then my parents actually, like all their friends wanted e-bikes. So they were like trying the bikes that I had around. And my dad, it's really mostly him who's like uh, sparked the whole e-bike store. And he's like, what does it take? Talk to those brands that you already reviewed. Let's get a couple in a store and it's doing like really really well it's in owasso michigan there's two locations now maybe a couple more on the way uh we want to bring one here to grand rapids because it's hard to work in rockford or slash grand rapids and when the store's in owasso i don't know if it's like yeah exactly so it's doing well he's at the store working we've got a guy another guy who works there and we i mean e-bikes are just i know it's a dirty word in the in the whole ecosystem of all of bikes but at the same time they're just fun (laughs) i mean (laughs) they they took over in my mind it's just like i got two little girls so if i have free time i still want to ride my bike i can throw them in a trailer attach that to my e-bike and just still shred like it's like a normal ride there's like i don't know i could get into like there's these new things on e-bikes called torque sensors right they rule. So instead of, it used to be like what's called a cadence sensor, where if you're pedaling, it's just gonna give an output in the hub no matter what at the same like consistent Mm -hmm. voltage. But now these torque sensors work in consistency to how much power you're putting in. So if you pedal hard, it's gonna give more motor powder, which makes it feel like you're on a real bike riding just with like turbo legs. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so fun. Like this technology for regular bikers, is gonna get way more like regular bikers into it. Cause a lot of people probably tried them. You start like slowly pedaling and then your bike is taken <laughs> off on you. Like what the hell? Uh, Did you see
1: the sweet e-bike in the other room when you came down? I didn't, what you working with? Uh, Courtney has a Trek rail 9.7 with Fox factory suspension on it. Dang. You can climb up a
4: mountain and then literally jump off that same mountain on the yeah. same bike.
0: <laughs> that rules. So all of ours are a little more like um, not trail worthy there's a couple that are obviously we get a couple that, that do it but the the average joe at our store is buying one to like putts around town basically wants like a moped that is legal and you don't need you know a special license or anything for so
4: did you see the video i sent you it was like a memory that came out from two years ago i think you've got an untapped market that you need to
0: tap Oh, of when we fishing. went snow biking.
4: Yeah, snow biking ah. on the lake, and that was difficult. You might need more tires because it's a video of me crashing. But <laughs> ice fishermen, they've got so much shit that they carry with them, like, out there, and they take it back and forth. And, San, do either, any of you ice fish?
2: No, my coworker does, though. No. It
4: seems like I used to. you're a complete psychopath. If you're into ice fishing, I just don't quite understand. Like, I get the solitude of it, like, yes, but I can't envision a more, like, pain-in-the-ass activity but there's so much gear so just if you could haul that gear with an e-bike there you go you're yeah.
0: onto something oh yeah like the hunters are uh, like yes. whenever hunting season the our actual off-road bikes that we sell are out like that it's like we've gone through two hunting seasons now and they love it because the same reason as ice fishing right you got all that gear and you got to go out to a blind you can't quiet. take a, yeah you yeah you can't take an atv because they're too loud yeah i don't know it's it's been fun i I mean it's like a new thing too and i'm just like i'm add as hell so if i see a new shiny object i run to it and (laughs) (laughs) good or bad that's where i ended up so the stuff you mostly sell
3: is it geared towards like uh adventure riding or more like on the sidewalk
0: paved trail stuff or what what hurdles you have of riding e-bike on like a paved trail too is that there's a lot of drama with it right now honestly like you do if you're an e-bike rider you got to look into where you're riding because i mean not to get into the weeds but there's like class one class two class Mm -hmm. three of e-bikes obviously trails especially around here you're not supposed to be e-biking on. And then even paved trails and some rail trails, they've totally banned some e-bikes. So class twos are most widely accepted, especially because the class twos we sell, you can disable the throttle. Like Mackinac Island, for instance, you can have an e-bike as long as it doesn't have a throttle. So you can take your throttle off and still ride it with pedal assist. But
3: throttle, like a twist grip throttle, right? Yeah, like
0: everyone we have is both. So you can do pedal assist or just straight up moped it and just okay. twist the throttle so my dad has it's he fun it. mackinac island would be much more fun with a throttle uh-huh as a whole <laughs> and not to get on a high horse here but and i know my perspective is skewed because obviously we have an e-bike store but the everyone's like bashing them and stuff and if you're going to enforce something enforce a speed limit that seems fair right because some old dudes with terrible knees that's the only way they can ride and then there's some roadies on like white pine that are going 30 miles an hour zipping faster than any e-bike can even go at full throttle so whatever that's my <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are a pro e-bike pod okay. so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think all of us are pretty
4: pro pro e-bike and even one person on this podcast has been working with some legislation for for e-bikes
1: my next bike Ooh, is for sure we're, we're
4: working on it we're uh, we're heading in the right direction we've just got some old crusty folk that uh i don't know don't like the new stuff but mm. facebook they didn't like facebook either when it first came out now uh no that's all they you eat. know yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah the people i've talked to about e-bikes their biggest worry is destroying trails and tearing it up they think you can just do burnouts everywhere on it and just tear up the trail and that's really not not true
0: at all and that's i an Iceman rider. those surons. have you seen those yes. yeah they're they're giving e-bikes the bad name yeah. i mean I mean, how fun are those things? <laughs> gonna say, like, they look badass. I know, but like those are the ones that could, you know, tear yeah. up a trail big time. Yeah, they're uh, essentially a dirt bike. They are, right? Yeah, they're huge.
2: We've seen one on the dragon before, and it was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going in its easiest gear. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, dude. Okay. The <laughs> tire on the rear tire in that thing is bigger than my car. <laughs> Give me a break. How big was the guy's smile, though? I don't know. He had a full face helmet on. Because he's to 40 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Got it. E-bike on the dragon would just be so (laughs) (laughs)
0: fun.
1: Ask Courtney when she gets back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you'll be gone, but... So you guys did, you did a pickleball episode with the pickleball right. boys. The pickleball boys. That kind of started it all, really. It, it, Is that how you got the paddle thing? Was, yeah. Was your intrigue in pickleball there before then no. you asked them on or you got them on? You're like, oh, I kind of like so this. So the pickleball boys are my cousins. I don't know if that
0: was illustrated when we had them on, but yeah, my cousin was really into it. My other cousins really into it my aunt teaches it and I would go a lot, but it would only be like with a couple friends. And then all of a sudden I wanted to upgrade my Amazon paddle and I start looking at all these paddles online. I'm like, holy hell, they like are into like $300 range. And the one I have was like 20 bucks. I didn't even know this. So I I went down a rabbit hole essentially of like, you know, what makes a paddle. And that rabbit hole turned into starting a paddle business, which has, kind of crazily blew up we've got like random states like virginia and florida where like we've got like hubs of people using our paddles and i just i never expected it to be like a business it was like a hobby turned business really like i made the paddles well honestly what it started i don't think i've ever told anyone this is through the factory that we work with now you can order samples of like these high-end paddles and you just have to order like five at a time or something to get the sample in. And that was the same price as like the super expensive carbon fiber one from a major brand. So I was like, well, let's just try to make one and see what happens. And then I ordered those. It took like a month to get here and then kept ordering and ordering and built a real paddle. So now I play four times a day, totally addicted i finally don't suck i still am not good but i'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the pickleball learning curve is insane do you guys play it all
1: no kellen and i have played quite a bit during covid yeah yeah we yeah. did pickleball fridays on our friend's driveway oh yeah but we're that's how it starts we're pretty i would say naturally athletic sure. so the game yeah. got pretty fun pretty quick mm-hmm but it was fun because we could play with our friends that were less athletic and it wasn't (laughs) like smashing it right in there. You could actually play. It's not like tennis where you just can't play with someone that's not good. Sure, yeah. Everyone can play. It's just that, you know,
0: the hardest learning curve is learning how to do the score. (laughs) It's like so annoying to learn. And then it's like, oh, there's strategy. Oh, I'm actually not supposed to rip it every single shot. I need to learn how to slow it down. And then I need to learn patience. And then I need to learn how to get some power and wail it in my opponent's face. (laughs) And then it's the same thing that drew me to mountain biking too is the community behind it. It's like when we were at, man, that's what sucked us in is being around all the like-minded people shredding and it's the same with pickleball I've I mean other than same with bikes grumpy old dudes <laughs> who just hate new people joining or any changes in the sports that's a consistency but everyone else I play with just rules so I, I was sucked right in and I hate to say it, I pickleball way more than mountain bike right now. But I did hop into the mini Iceman this year and still held my own. So Hell yeah, I you can did. ride.
2: <laughs>
1: gotta get you out to a bootleg one of these years.
0: I know. It's ever since I'm. I'm the worst, especially with you. Whenever you ask me to do anything, I swear I'm not like bailing on you. I just legitimately can't do anything ever. The fact that I'm here is such ever. a miracle.
1: <laughs> Well, Brian said you'd never come, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't you'd be able to like, yeah it,
0: it, it just so lined up that my mom came to town and she's helping watch the kids with my wife, so what up <laughs> and and that's my my spiel, so I, oh yeah, a quick plug, so it's called Kiwi Labs Pickleball if you want to check it out. email me first, and I'll give you guys all discount codes <laughs> nice. hell yeah, my parents have really
3: gotten the pickleball too. I feel like yeah my parents play all the time now and they love it and that and i feel like it's really taken off the past two or three years i remember playing it's, pick a ball like once way back in high school and that's the first time i heard
0: of it then i never saw it again until like two or three years ago now suddenly it's huge you're exactly right it just blew up out of nowhere and my parents got me into <laughs> it as well it's crazy how many like 70 year old friends i have like sincere for like people i would consider friends that are like 70 or 80 years old like
4: you your aunt absolutely just handed me my ass and peggy when, yes yeah. she just destroyed evan and i like it was awful
0: yeah she is a big tennis player and now she does like pickleball lessons
4: i think that was the only game that i don't i'm not sure i had fun <laughs> <laughs> because it was so bad and she's just like, Ah, that's a good game.
0: And I'm like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> that's the thing. She's the nicest I know. person in the world. So she'll smash it in your face and then be like, hi. And I was like,
4: mm, yeah, that was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hear you guys get a lot of hate from tennis players. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I, it's road bike versus mountain biking. Mm-hmm. It's like the exact same chemistry, really. It's mountain bikers are cooler and have more fun. that's what pickleball is. <laughs> and road biking and tennis is all the nerds. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> totally you know, I'm, kidding. I know everyone road bikes and mountain bikes. Because
3: I've seen headlines before of one of them read that tennis has a pickleball problem like Mm -hmm. the pickleball is a problem for the tennis people and i can see in like of the local parks even that they're taking
0: some of the tennis courts away and turn the pickleball courts and i can see some tennis people getting upset about that but belknap in grand rapids is one of the biggest section of courts 20 some courts right used to be all tennis courts and they're all gone in a lot of places they're keeping the tennis and they're bringing business back to these giant tennis centers that have been you know they made like 12 tennis courts and they're trying to keep up with four people who go there every day (laughs) you know i'm over exaggerating but they turned half into pickleball and all of a sudden they're back in business so they obviously can live i I can see both sides of the story i mean if somebody bulldozes,
3: you know a my, my trail
0: yeah. like and made a paved path that upset me too I mean, but isn't
3: that what local things are doing these <laughs> days <laughs> <laughs> <They sure are. laughs> but yeah i, I could see both sides of the story too they're mm-hmm. trying to cater to what's getting used more too
0: yeah and obviously i'm on pickleball side yeah. so i'm not giving the full tennis side <laughs> of the story and i wasn't really you know I, I played tennis with you in high school a lot just like yep. rap play but you know i don't understand what it's like to be a hardcore tennis guy yeah do any of you
1: know someone who plays tennis regularly i was on the varsity team i can say Same. i never saw okay flex yeah i never where saw anyone there was never anyone to play with or anything we couldn't mm-hmm. just go like where I, were you were you four singles i was in doubles i went to grand haven it's a big school but uh
4: would have beat you but.
1: <laughs> um, we were not good for the record. But I I would never see tennis players on tennis courts until pickleball started getting popular. Then the mm-hmm. tennis players mm-hmm. kind of got, like, defensive of their courts. And- Wait, I was playing with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's cracks in yeah. grass there. That was yeah. my toy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pick? No. Yeah. I haven't used it in 20 years. But- <laughs> yeah. I saw you using it. Now I want to play.
4: <laughs> Is there? I'm curious. Would- Larry, do you know any – is there like a tennis revival now that pickleball is –
0: There's got to be a little bit. I I would think think so. Because, I mean, how did you feel after playing at Broadleaf? Did it make you want to play tennis a little bit? (laughs) No. Okay. But – Maybe not. (laughs) Because –
4: so, we'll backpedal. When we – when I first started playing with you, we'll say pre – Brian's introduction to airbags, Um, I much wanted to play tennis, yeah, after playing pickleball. But I wanted to play pickleball more. After playing pickleball, I realized I don't know that I will be
0: able to play tennis, but I can play pickleball, Mm -hmm. so well there it is (laughs) there you go and i feel like it's way less on the knees i've got really rough knees amber and i in traverse city would even go play tennis i mean just hit around the two of us a lot but you can like actually be into some real games without you know being good does that make sense this is what you were saying earlier brian right i can play with anyone so that's
1: what draws everyone back in i'd say Watching Kyle come out and play on a Friday was probably one of my favorite pickleball days I've ever had. <laughs> I've only had one that I can remember. Kyle played college football and was the leading rusher one year, right? So okay, so go clear. off. So he's also super athletic and we had been playing for a while so we were already pretty good at like placement and stuff and watching some of Kyle's impressive moves on the court trying to like I mean, we we're screwing with him, like hitting it all over the place, like, like, running left, right, yeah, right, just right. just
3: making him run all over the place. If we're standing still, but just we it, dink, dink. everyone
1: there was laughing so hard, but he was getting everything, like just the quickness and athleticism was still there, and it was it was so much fun to watch. So <laughs> yeah.
2: my question: I've always thought of pickleball as pickleball is being like an agile sport where you have to kind of be all over the place. Is it a little easier if you're playing like pairs or something like that? I don't oh, know. Yeah, I mean. Playing
0: doubles, you're you're still like I said. I I'll do like three hours in the morning and burn three thousand calories. I get a good workout playing, but playing singles is insane. That is a workout.
4: I one of okay, my favorite days playing yeah. pickleball, I think, was the day before I broke my leg.
0: Oh, it was. It was that
4: <laughs> Friday, and we played singles like a long time, and I was sore as shit. But it was, like, awesome. But, I mean, we were dripping. Like, you're sore. Legs, the whole body was sore. So singles, you're moving pretty quick. Doubles, yeah, I guess the court, it shrinks. To, like, half the size, right? (laughs) Some would say. Some some would say. (laughs) But I guess it's more like hand eye agility rather than like moving your ass
0: over in the court and you still gotta move and the court's small enough you can't really get up to full speed and then have to stop on a dime where in tennis you can like get into a full full sprint and then have to like totally like you know split step into a shot like pickleball you still do that but at a smaller scale so i think that helps with your knees and yeah i don't know so i, I don't know what i'm talking about
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why i asked that so my boss he i guess invested into a pickleball company which makes shoes so there's pickleball shoes mm-hmm. have you guys seen these things i own a pair <laughs> yeah. what's your brand what brand is it new balance okay i don't know who makes uh, pickleball shoes so the company that it'd i guess might be new balance <laughs> Well, it, did just they just come other, out with what shoes? other companies make shoes?
0: Diedem just came out with pickleball shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: where I was going with that? So, the company that my boss invested in is called Frankworks, and oh. he had a couple pairs that were in his office or whatever. So we go up there and we're like, "What the hell are those things?" Because they look weird, right? Really? So he's like, "These are pickleball shoes," and we tried them on, and I swear to God, you could run a two-second shuttle run in these things. <laughs> the sidewalls—I mean, they're ugly, dude—but the sidewalls go all the way up to—I mean, if you had like a Thick sole, and they look really? like they're, they're that. Yeah, like, what's the brand? They go, past, they go, they go past your kneecaps. Those I mean, I do Frank, Frank
3: works. Maybe we're work going a deal, trade some shoes for a paddle.
2: Done. I was, I was gonna, hey. bring him, I was gonna bring him to Jordan, 150 and make us all do a lap in him. Just <laughs> so funny looking. But anyway, going back to the shoes, they they're extremely supportive. I'm like, you must be like barry sanders on a pickleball <laughs> course if they're making shoes like this i'm like maybe pickleball is more than i thought it was in terms of athleticism or the hand-eye stuff that you were saying because that can be that's fun yeah you, like bouncy balls yeah off the wall sure like, i can do that for days but yeah seeing these shoes it made me think there must be some freaking athletes that play pickleball
4: well there's also some Our, old people that have frail ankles too but are those them
2: that's them that's yep. it yep. are they velcro
0: yep huh <laughs> my
2: point
4: it was
0: just proven there I'm not not interested. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much are they a pair? Does it say? Give me a minute. Come back to me. Okay. I'm curious. One hundred and sixty.
2: Yeah, it's, seems uh, like it'd be reasonably priced. Read
0: read us the details.
1: It sounds like a good paddle trade. Is what it sounds like.
0: Oh, so these are the tennis ones, but most hmm. pickleball shoes are just rebranded tennis shoes, anyways. Well, are they actual? Kind of like their
1: courts, right?
3: <laughs>
4: hey no. I love
0: it. Um honestly it's kind of generic a tennis shoe crafted to inspire you to play more we obsessed over every detail to eliminate discomfort while delivering the support traction and bounce you so love tell us the feature what are the parts that you detailed over (laughs) there's i don't i didn't write it
1: (laughs) 19 five-star reviews though there you go Mm, frank works everybody all right (laughs) love it all right so before you get on your way plug your youtube channel instagram your Uh, pickleball paddle company again i've been sleeping on the youtube i i need to get back into it you could
0: type larry lynch into youtube and i i actually pop up so you could just do that but kiwi labs is my pickleball company that's what i care about most right now and they can find you at broadleaf most days oh yeah that's actually probably cool to plug so broadleaf pickleball or broadleaf brewery just opened pickleball courts and we're like their sponsor there so we just teamed up with broadleaf we made these sick custom paddles um and they rule like i've been playing with it it's awesome and they got two courts it's like the perfect place to like go learn you can rent out a court bring four buddies bring someone who knows how to play get some beers afterwards the food there is awesome All good people, too. So check out Broadleaf. You can try our paddles there, too. So win-win.
4: I would like to to comment on that. Um, If we do have... Yes, the man in the hat. Yes, thank you. Um, It does sound like perhaps your listener base for the PPP. I thought about that on my ride today. We call
1: it P3. Way cooler. Really?
4: <laughs> That's a great one. Isn't that a
1: lunchable? Uh, well, it's also, Kellen and I both <laughs> ride it P3 bikes. It's, <laughs> it's a snack It's a
4: bag. Also, it's a bike.
1: Cheese, nuts, and <laughs> more nuts or something.
4: <laughs> I thought said lots, lots, of of in, lots of protein. Lots of protein. They're nuts. protein packs. <laughs> double P.
2: P P3. <laughs> Peanuts, <laughs> protein, and <So> peanut butter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and P, peanut butter. Where were you going with that?
4: <laughs> oh, um... I saw initial reviews of the court were commenting on the surface of the court. And I wanted to clear the air and say as like coming from a picky tennis player background that I think the court surface is perfect because it doesn't fuck up your shoes, mm. but I never found myself like looking for more grip and I think we were playing fairly aggressively mm-hmm. and I didn't like slip or anything. It's not like a basketball court, but it's not like you're not playing on sandpaper either where you're gonna burn through a pair of shoes yeah if which you're is a, cool
0: if you're a hardcore player and you're used to like tennis courts you might be like if you're slicing the ball a lot it skids a little
4: ah we're talking about ball play not yeah play. i think that's the only complaints mm. i heard like if, if that's why i didn't do well
0: <laughs> you're okay. a slicer yes. yeah. so that, that's the only thing i really noticed but if you play with the indoor ball it's the same as playing on a gym i'd say it's okay. just the indoor court so and it's also rec play focused. It's for hanging out and drinking yeah. beers, not for like
1: tournament.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So well, I was I was super impressed with the court. So. Yeah.
0: So they have indoor balls and outdoor balls. <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah. Well, I, you're going down that's, a rabbit that's, hole. Yeah. yeah that's you something I didn't know.
0: Yeah. So outdoor balls are 40 holes. And little denser plastic indoor balls are a little more malleable with like twenty some holes. I don't yeah. know the exact one number. Though. Still same material, plastic wise. they Are not ones uh, not grippier? Or? So many variables. It is like a more flexible plastic, yeah. but it's still plastic, I guess. So it's
2: like a wiffle ball. They're wiffle balls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were concerned about ball play. I really
0: was. I was just thinking about. <laughs> Brian's always concerned just about ball just play. Ball- <laughs> Guys, yeah, thank you so yeah. much for
2: having me. This was
0: fun. And now I want to start podcasting more. <laughs> I do have to go check in with my daughters. And well, thank you so much for coming. I know, thanks. Appreciate it.
1: I know it was hard for you to make it here, but we needed to get the OG local roots before we get the new school in. So, And thanks for letting me ramble for like the last 20
0: minutes. <laughs> so I think people will appreciate me leaving. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank definitely. you guys also listening, too. And thank you guys.
4: Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Wonderful. I can't let you just throw Larry under the bus for scheduling either. Like, I'm not in Grand
0: Rapids anymore.
1: I'm not. I was thanking him for making time yeah. for us. (laughs) This is all going to get edited out, so it's (laughs) fun.
0: I did have a lot of fun, so thanks for having me. See you guys. Yeah, thank you. (laughs)
1: And Brian. (laughs) See ya. So Larry started all of his things. Brian, what are you doing these days? I know you continued the podcast with a couple new hosts and put out some new episodes and kind of changed the direction slightly and moved.
4: Yeah, so as far as local roots goes... I mean, it's always going to be like Larry's pod. He made that pod. I can't like claim it as my own. I'm just like kind of taking it over. My, uh, my side goal is Larry will eventually want to take it back over and rejoin. But right now we've got Pat Ellis and Bob Hammond have expressed interest in wanting to do the pod. And it's gotten more kind of technical, I think, and probably a lot more local. So it started with we did a pod talking about the opening of the new Winalda Loop over at Merrill. And then Bob was like, hey, I felt like that was great. I loved it. Let's do some more. And that's where that really started from. And Bob owning his own bike business and Pat also being in Grand Rapids for all or most of his life is, you know, they've got endless things to talk about for biking in West Michigan, especially Bob owning with, with Common Bond. Um, he's seen some pretty wild stuff. And Pat was a mechanic too, right? If yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they've they've seen quite a bit. So that's for that pod, and that's on a hiatus for now. But Larry did just give me the deets to get back into the account because we haven't made an episode in so long that we got out of the account. But uh, <laughs> it's on the horizon. On the horizon. We did record an episode. It's just not anywhere on the internets yet. We'll see. We need some editing.
1: We want, I know we want to get you three in here. Oh, yeah. But we're short a microphone currently.
4: <laughs> Pat, Pat and I can share one, and then you can give Bob his own. That man has more SRAM knowledge than I knew was humanly possible. He does know a lot. Did you know, this is a Bob fact, that your rotors squeak and they make a certain sound on purpose? Like the SRAM squeak has been supposedly made to be not as annoying as other Shimano squeaking. Shimano
0: squeak does suck.
4: Yeah. Their rotors are designed to make a different harmony of sound. So it's not as bad.
3: That's quite a bit of engineering that goes into a rotor.
4: Blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Good for you, Shram. Wow. <laughs> right? Now we're thinking about it. You're like, well, how did you do that? I don't know.
2: That's almost as crafty as making your beer's aftertaste make you want another sip. I know.
4: There's that's some like pretty. serious stuff you could do there. Huh. You know,
3: you think with all that extra time on the rotors, they can make it a little easier to
4: bleed. You'd think they could make an easier <laughs> bleeding process. Oh, my God. Yeah, boy, that's a
2: good point. <laughs> <laughs> they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're going uh, to the right attack you from the fourth dimension, but they're just going <laughs> to make it the worst yeah. possible thing to bleed. I've bled SRAM, Even though I use Shimano, I bled SRAM. It's a nightmare.
1: Andy, can you tell your wife to put that in at SRAM? <laughs> <laughs>
3: sorry, I'm, not sorry.
1: I, I ride SRAM. Yeah, I ride SRAM also. I ride SRAM
4: too. It's a learning curve. It's like, hey, are you good at bleeding your brakes? Cool, you'll be able to stop. If not, like you might have a rough ride. But like, if you get them good, they I mean, they're fine. I love the brakes now. But it was a.
1: Uh, I remember when you were going through this, you went, you bought like three, pa- I have a pair of your old brakes that you got rid of because I wasn't doing third, what you
4: wanted. My third set
1: of brakes on my bike. For
4: I've me, heard you've got a wild uh, the trick, procedure.
3: The trick to it for me is you you do the normal bleeding process. You get all the air out you can. Then you pull the plunger up and leave it in a vacuum. And a tire, a Pedro's tire lever fits perfectly in that little syringe to hold that plunger up to keep it in a vacuum. And I leave it in vacuum for like 15 minutes and I'll come back do it two or three times so it takes you a while to do a break but i pull that vacuum and it gets all those little micro bubbles out that's a it, great idea it so makes you- all the difference so, so yeah, you leave it pulled up,
4: Yep. And that plunger? you shove something in the plunger so it stays up in the vacuum mode. A
3: Pedro's tire lever fits perfectly. Okay. You wedge okay. it in there, and you just let it sit for 15 minutes, come back, and do it two more times, and that has made all the difference for me. I like that idea. You're it's, still waiting
2: like 45 minutes, though, total, if you do it two, oh, three yeah. times, right? Yeah,
1: it takes forever. It's but longer and, than that. You but don't wait to do it at the trailhead. Yeah, just, no. to, just to get the air bubbles
2: out <laughs> takes, takes 45 minutes. But That's I
1: don't have crazy. to bleed my
3: brakes again for maybe a year, year and a half. Like, okay. it lasts. For a while, okay. but that's, you know, going to a shop, take it to a shop. They're not gonna spend forty-five minutes no, per break. Like they're, no. they're there to make money. Where that's, I think that's the process it takes, or at least for me, I found mm-hmm. that's what works.
4: Yeah. Now, I started when I started doing my own brakes I would overpressurize from the caliper. Mm-hmm. So you close the system at the end, overpressurize at the caliper, and that worked great until like any temperature change, and then my brakes either lock up, and there's oil coming out at your lever, or it get cold and then I, you just don't have brakes like yeah. it was just done and you're like well fuck because the oil is not it's like doing what it was supposed to be doing instead of just pushing air back and forth
0: yeah
3: i've had issues before where i had black levers and in the sun the levers are heat up too much and my brakes start to, to turn on <laughs> so I, I'd, have to like, I'd have to cover it or cover it or cool. take take my water bottle and squirt water to yeah. yeah. cool it down so they would let go that is wild Wet towel yep i'd wrap That's a wet towel wild. and on
4: chairlifts it's even worse this is a fun story um you know mark my friend mark denton um, now, here's Shimano, different bleeding. We are notorious for rolling up to races late. We're at peak to peak. We're about to roll off in eight minutes, get out the truck, and he's like, mm, I got to do my brakes real quick. I'm like, <laughs> All right, man, and he did it, and it was fine. <laughs> His brake ended up being broken, so it didn't work, but he successfully bled the brake in like four minutes. Wow. Yeah,
1: Shimano's are definitely easier, a lot quicker. Kyle does more stuff like that on trips with electrical tape than anyone I've ever met.
2: <laughs> duct tape. Duct electrical. well, yeah, <laughs> duct tape duct tape and zip ties are your best friend.
1: I don't even want to ask
3: you how long you go between brake leads if you haven't changed your chain in like three years. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: surprisingly I do a brake lead like once a once every spring. Do you, you put just your fluid just in a
3: jar it? and like put it on the shelf
4: and <laughs> (laughs)
2: i put a dye in it it (laughs) Uh, i'm sentimental with my bike parts i admit i'm i have a problem but i did something crafty with the old bike chain so i followed up on it it's pretty legit i like it what'd you do made a plaque that's all out of uh maple as uh extra wood from one of my brother-in-law's construction projects or whatever and I put a, a cog in each corner. It's a four-cornered brick of maple, and in the middle I put "Get Up One Time," my favorite hashtag. Each corner has a has a cog that I sandblasted, so it's all nice and shiny and bead blasted, and then I wrapped a chain around it. Nice. So it's kind of like framed in. In the
1: middle, it says my hashtag.
3: Uh, I think we need you That's to upload cool. that to our Instagram so we can all see it. Okay. No, Just think,
1: if you used a real chain, you would have had to use three more links to get around it. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, what
4: else I've been doing is. Uh, having a baby and i'm really excited about it and i want to talk about it i'm not having a baby my wife is having a baby but we are pregnant um, congratulations thanks love it april 11. oh all right super soon it's a boy
3: my birthday is april 16
0: maybe really? we can have the same birthday it
4: might might be pushed back a little bit you know turkey might not be done yet we're freaking out we moved over to norton shores um loving the area over there lack of mountain bike trail variety at the moment but sounds like there's some stuff in the works very excited we'll see what our friends at at memba are up to do love mosquito creek a little bias on the the builder over there but it's fun trail Uh, yeah that's kind of what we've been up to new house stuff's always fun
1: with the new baby on the way do you have any specific riding plans coming up this year you signed up for some races or what what do you got going for your riding for the season
4: everyone should be doing the Beaver Dash Bash in Lapeer. It is the best bike race in all of Michigan. All the country should do this race. End of September and then... It's
1: Courtney's birthday. That's why I don't ever do it. That's
4: why you never do it, but maybe she wants to do it. There's an e-bike category.
1: Now you're speaking her language.
4: She could crush it.
1: Too bad she doesn't listen to the podcast.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Alexa never listened to it. She was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to listen to your podcast. (laughs) I hear you talk all the time. Yeah, that was what it was. i'm like okay yeah so that race planning on doing peak to peak i haven't done that in a while um, but that's a fun race it's a good like family event get an airbnb stay up there and uh Iceman and marquette enduro this year
1: you gonna borrow my extra bike for that
4: i will be spectating hardcore spectating plan on doing margie this year but um a good buddy is getting married on that weekend will lucky you there. So we'll do a and Duro instead.
3: Brian, didn't you ride part of the Margie then went to a wedding? You dropped out early and went to a wedding?
1: Uh, I completed the Margie and went to a wedding and it was a bad day. The same, same day. Too, was right? the wedding in Marquette? It was two years in a row. The first year I completed the Margie and went to the wedding and it was the least fun wedding I've ever been to. But it was like literally the most fun wedding I had ever been to. And I couldn't have fun at it. Is that the uh, North wedding? No. that This was my friend Trixie and Daniel's wedding. They live in Marquette and our big skiers and it was at the mountain and like i went back and i couldn't even it was open bar i didn't have a single drink which is out of character for me courtney had to order me a pizza so i didn't die on a picking table there
4: what distance did you complete
1: uh it was the 50 that year it took me like seven hours and 45 minutes or something like that and then the next year was our friend's the north's wedding I went out hot and I'd been training for it and felt pretty good. And I was on like a six and a half hour pace in the group I was with and felt pretty good. And then I just realized after riding for a few hours, this just isn't fun. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one second of this have I been having fun, and I don't want to have a redo of my bad wedding experience from the year before.
4: I don't want any of my friends that I've been trying to convince to do the Margie with me to listen to you say that. So, that's, that's incredibly accurate. It's so, like, so,
1: <laughs> so I, I a bunch of the team Apex guys from Grand Rapids, uh, I was kind of in a pack with them, and I just got out on front on the bike path between Marquette and Nagani. And just put my head down and pulled them. Like I knew I was going to be done when I got to Jackson Park. So
4: Jackson Park one or Jackson Park two?
1: It was the first one this year. Like I came out of the woods and I, like I felt pretty good. And like you know when you come out of the South Trails up in Marquette, like you get on that power line. Oh, you didn't do this part of the trail. But I've you've,
4: ridden it, but not for the race.
1: They make this special cut through where you come out of these super fun south trails that you're going the wrong way on. So they're not fun anymore. And they like tar and feather you. They put you through this sandy power line trail into this giant puddle. And then you come out of it and your bikes never sounded worse in your life. And then you're riding alongside of like a highway. And it's, you're on a snowmobile trail of sand and you don't like the fat bikes are like whipping by you and you're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And that was the moment where I was like, I need to go to this wedding and have fun. And I talked to the guys behind me and I'm like, just get behind me. I'll pull you to the park and then I'm done. I'm going to go watch football and get yeah. ready to eat pie at our friend's wedding.
4: I'm a big advocate of the mini Margie. I think everyone should do the mini Margie because it it sucks ass. It's not fun either. <laughs> You're just it's like a 16 mile climb, 18 mile climb on your feet that you get to like sometimes ride your bike for. But selling it hard. Well, at most it'll take you. I think in like bad weather it might take you like six hours. Good weather, it could anywhere from like three to four. Like it sucks balls, it gets awful. But you get to see the views, and your body's not like seriously fatigued, and like go with a group and do it. Like don't treat it as a race. Go with a group, have fun, bring beers, bring other extracurriculars with you for the race.
1: How much did you pay to do that?
4: And uh I think it was like sixty. I can 80? just
1: hey guys, you want to go ride that section of trail and not pay to do it?
4: 100 percent. But <laughs> and if ride you it can, the right way, you, that's fun. You know, you gave me the same
3: excuse when I didn't want to do the Bentonville. Bentonville but, I, yeah. I can I can do this for free and not pay. And you did, and I did. Not <laughs> <And I'm laughs> like why don't you sign up for? It? I'm like because I can do the same thing for free and ride with you.
4: Yeah, but not everybody will commit to do such an event unless like they paid for it registered and you're ready to go it's a good way to like rally troops rally friends that are you know living far away but doing the mini you get to still hang out party the night before a little bit and then your next day like you're done by two so you get to hang out and, and enjoy the rest of the day it's also i don't going up to marquette and then just like killing yourself for I don't, one race for the day and then your toast the next day would would be a bummer but that's
3: the tough part for me is driving all that way up there and Just killing to, yourself for one day then the next day you can't yeah. ride the stuff you want to because yeah. you're recovering
4: kudos to uh tyler and joel teichman i will make them listen to this podcast they rode it was last not this past March of the year before i did sag for them that was awful i missed all <laughs> their check all three checkpoints <laughs> I was late. The other two, we had miscommunication as to where I was supposed to be. But I I was there. Like, I met them out in the trail for the finish. And then, like, they call me, and they're like, hey, we're at the finish. Where are you? And I had brought, like, food, (laughs) snacks, water, Red Bulls, beer. Like, I was loaded for gear for these guys. And I wanted to, like, ride the last, like, four miles with them. But I'd got on, like, the wrong course. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, the worst friend ever. But I made them ride South Trails with me the next day after they rode Margie because I was like,
1: We're up here, we gotta we gotta ride more shit. And they were
4: able to do it, which was which was good.
1: Well, I think this has been pretty fun. We'd like to thank you for coming on as well.
4: Absolutely. It was fun to be mm-hmm. here. Thank you for the invite. Would
1: you like to plug your social media and your podcast?
4: Local roots podcast. Look for us on where you get your music from
1: you're one of the best instagrammers i know so I your instagram is
4: actually entertaining i don't know what my instagram is it's like Brian underscore davis i think it's brian davis it's on there somewhere <laughs>
1: if you go to the pedal progressions instagram there you go you could search we'll our friends and brian's there i'm in there
4: support wimba um we have our annual meeting coming up um, that is in the social so that's wmba.org if you feel the need, donate to our local trails. Money goes a long ways. We are going to do some, uh, some interesting fundraising in the future here. Get excited about it and really get excited for a future of Wimba and the direction we're going.
3: Donate time too, trail work.
4: Huge. We cannot say that enough.
3: Well, thanks for coming, Brian. It was good talking to you. And, um,
4: Thank you, guys. This was fun. You've been asking me to come for a while. I'm glad this worked out, and I'm super pumped. Larry was able to join us as well
1: also while i'm thinking about it we have merchandise now on our instagram which is pedal underscore progressions and we have some fun shirts that kellen designed pretty nice actually i had
3: to bust out my old photoshop skills and that took me a while to relearn
1: we even have wicking ones yeah
3: i recommend the there's a tech tee one that it feels like a real stretchy almost like i'd say an under Armour material great for riding a jersey hot weather um try to pick nice material that you want to
1: wear when you ride and you can email the show at pedalprogressions at gmail.com. I have,
4: a, I have a merch request. What's that? You guys should make a jersey, but a button-up jersey.
1: Oh, yeah. Mike, Michael favorite. wants one of those, too. Mm, those yeah. are my all-time favorite. That's already been, been requested. Idea. Okay, mm-hmm.
4: I love it. You guys should make a button-up jersey that is less than $100. Maybe with Stan on the back.
1: There you go. <laughs> Stan and Winston, Kellen's dog.
4: <laughs> no, I don't like Winston. Winston's faster than me. Winston's so fast if anyone's ridden with Kellen, Kellen's dog will whoop your ass your dog is so fast on the trails <laughs> my favorite is when you've got your daughter run the, on the shotgun seat mm-hmm. and you're passing people and you pass <laughs> me and then your daughter's hi daddy go faster and you're just like oh, "Shit!" and then the dog passes you and you're like well I'm just going to go home now <laughs> just, just getting passed by the whole family <laughs> yeah the whole family just passed me <laughs> thank you guys for having me on i appreciate it
3: yeah Uh, our
1: socials instagram pedal underscore progressions gmail pedal progressions at gmail.com
3: well thanks for listening everyone and thanks larry for coming too and larry (laughs) uh and as always guys remember to keep progressing keep pushing yourself and have fun see ya (laughs) bye bye